Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to chsrhealthylife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. chsrhealthylife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Get ready for Mind Shock with Dr. Ron Dalrymple, the premier podcast in the world, bringing you hidden truths about your mind's incredible powers. Get ready to free your mind. everybody. Welcome to Mind Shock. Dr. Ron Dalrymple, the show that will take you to the outer limits of your mind and to the inner limits, the true final frontier. Our theme for this show is Evolution of the Supermind. As most of you know, I began working at NASA at 17 years old. We put people in space, which we called then the final frontier. But at 19 years old at NASA, I discovered an entirely new theory that if the mind is an energy field, that transcends the physical brain, and the true final frontier is inner space, the exploration of the true powers of mind. So our mission is to take you to the true outer limits of inner space. Think about that, the outer limits of inner space. Our motto for this show is supermind, superbody, super spirit. In today's chaotic world, there's a revolution sweeping the globe about who we are and what we are doing here on this planet. A mind revolution is changing everything. Whole new theories of mind that turn old science on its head. Old science is three-dimensional and limited to the physical senses. We're developing new models of science that consider N dimensions as N approaches infinity. Today we have a great guest, Mr. Jim Jensen, very well-known guy. He's done a lot of great work in the corporate world. He's written some books. He has a new book out, which is really fascinating, which he's going to tell us about. Jim, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Ron. Thank you. And how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much, and great to have you on the show. Well, it's my honor. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. You wrote this tremendous book. I really enjoy reading Expand the Power of Your, of your Subconscious Mind. It's really fascinating, based on a much earlier work, a classic book. Please tell us how you got started on this entire journey that resulted in where you are now. Well, I uh, that's a good question. I got an early start <clears throat> Excuse me, in sales uh, at the age of 20. I became one of the top salespeople for Encyclopedia Britannica. A lot of your listeners probably have never heard <laughs> of an encyclopedia. But uh, mm-hmm. at the age of 25, my wife and I were asked to go to Sydney, Australia, uh, where we were for two years, and I was in charge of sales for all of Australia and New Zealand. <clears throat> and people would always say, you know, gosh, uh, what do you attribute to your success? Because at the age of 27... Uh, I was featured in the cover story on Fortune magazine. And I would say things like, well, you know, I've got a lot of enthusiasm, some hard work, you know, but, but nothing in hindsight that would really impact or affect them. And while we were living in Australia, a lot of our friends from Seattle said, you know, when you get back, you've got to go through this four-day seminar called Omega. And I said, well, we will. 
and, and in November of 1969, my wife and I went to San Diego, and we attended a four-day seminar taught by the founder of the company, John Boyle. And for the first time, I really understood the elements of performance, and not just in work, but in uh, relationships, in parenting, teaching, coaching, in our physical health, athletics, whatever. And it was very, very precise. And at the end of the class, I went up to John Boyle, and I affectionately poked him in the chest. I said, John, someday I'm going to teach your seminar and someday I'm going to own your company. And he kind of looked at me, and I was 27 years old. He thought, yeah, right, kid, you know. Uh, but those things did come to pass. And uh, I used to say to John, where did you learn all of this? And all he said was he had studied with a gentleman by the name of Dr. Joseph Murphy. Well, there wasn't any Internet then. I couldn't Google Dr. Joseph Murphy. He didn't tell me that he'd written a best-selling book, which was published in 1963, and it wasn't till 2005, we were living in Santa Fe, New Mexico, one of my, uh, the salespeople on our team came into my office. He says, you know, Jim, I've heard you speak, and I think you might like this book. And he puts this book on my desk called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy. I thought, oh, my God, it's got to be the same Joseph Murphy. And, in fact, it was. So that, I, I and, and I give full, full, full credit to him as my teacher in the book, uh, which again written in 1963, I just continued to attend different workshops and seminars and still do today to continue to enhance my learning of this spectacular field of what we really are and who we are. And along the way, I thought, you know, there's an opportunity to bring this book into the 21st century. And so that's why we took the title, and, and we, uh, his original title is The Power of Your Subconscious Mind, and the title of our book is Expand the Power of Your Subconscious Mind. And the first two-thirds of the book is uh, Dr. Murphy's original text for The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. And then the last third of the book are the things that I've brought to the book uh, of the different teachers and people that are doing wonderful things. I was on the board of the Institute of Noetic Sciences for 11 years. I'm a life director and still very engaged with those people. But that's a long-winded answer to your question. But uh, uh, it, it's just phenomenal information. It's not taught in school, uh, but I'm making every effort I can to bring this into the classroom. So that will happen. Mm -hmm. That's really a fascinating story. I bet it was really amazing when you went to a seminar and you've been doing some of the techniques before and you discovered that there was a way to use them even more efficiently, even in an almost scientific way, to make those processes work to help you create great, great success in your business. That is How do you feel about that? No. Well, that's correct. Mm -hmm. I, I did. Uh, uh, we used, you know, the, the process of affirmations, which was a new mm -hmm. teaching for me, but how to properly use affirmations. And after I retired from Britannic at an early age, 31, and I was recruited by Hydrogen Struggles to become president of a company in Portland, Oregon, that was in the furniture rental business. 
And by then, I was so absorbed in this material, and I told our management team, we grew the business from $6 million in revenue the, the day that I had, the year that I got there, and six years later, we sold the company. We'd done $76 million in revenue that year. But I said to our team, and continue in any of the teams I'm involved in, so, you know, it is our privilege in management. You know, most management, so much is taught it's top down. You know, you don't talk to the boss that way or whatever. But I said our opportunity is to create an environment that helps make better people out of our employees, not just better employees out of our people. Because if somebody's lucky enough to spend eight hours in their bedroom, uh, the other 16 hours, 50% of that is in their work. So we had, uh, we made programs optional. We had meditation workshops. We had, if you want to be a membership of an athletic club, we would pay for that. Uh, so we worked on all kinds of different things. And we've had anniversaries and get-togethers with the people and these stories that they continue to tell us about what's happened in their lives is so inspiring to me, and and uh, and I always give the credit to where the credit should be. I did not create this information, but I did become a very adept uh, student and ultimately teacher of it, and that's that's the platform I still use today in my life or any businesses I'm involved in uh, or whatever, and it's. Uh, it's really great. It's really great. And we go into yes. a lot of detail of, of, in the latter part of uh -huh. the book on this. Yeah, it really is fascinating. You know, I think it's, I had an intuition that studying Encyclopedia Britannica, I'm sure you must have done that pretty intensively over the years. That, that's one of my, my favorite set of books when I was a kid growing up. I loved to read that because it had so much information, so highly detailed. It kind of builds like a, a substrate in the mind, an understanding of the world in various ways, and then we started to discover the other principles, you're able to add to that and jump a whole new level to how these systems work, which is not generally understood by most folks out there. I mean, it is changing today. The world is gradually waking up to these principles, but I really think that uh, the vast majority of folks are not quite there yet, and we need to reach a critical mass where more and more people hit those levels and start using these principles. It's so great you understood those and taught those to your people. Can you, can you tell our audience, please, what the principles in particular you found the most helpful and the most successful, these specific approaches that seem to help people the most? Well, I think that, uh, you know, there's really three areas of the mind. There's the conscious, the subconscious, and then what we introduce to the reader as the supra-conscious. But the conscious area of the mind is that, that you know, does our thinking, talking right now, uh, that, and, and that is our conscious area where we assemble all of this different data and talk. And we talk to ourselves at the rate of 150 to 300 words a minute all day long, you know, tens of thousands of, of thoughts a day. And we need to understand the power of that because what is not commonly taught in our school system today is the real power of the subconscious. We're still being taught that the subconscious handles our bodily functions. It grows our hair, grows our nails, digests our food, heals a wound, and so on. But what we have added to that, thank you, Dr. Murphy, is that the 
subconscious is also a servo mechanism that works 24-7 carrying out the instructions given to it by the conscious area of the mind. And here's the critical part. It is totally non-judgmental. So it will work just as hard to achieve a negative instruction as it will a positive instruction. So we need to be very mindful of not so much just what we're saying to others, but what are we saying to ourselves? If I'm saying to myself, you know, I always get so nervous when I get up in front of a group to talk and I lose my place, and the subconscious says, hey, boss, we got it. You know, don't worry, we'll make sure we'll take care of that. And the analogy we use in the book to show how these two work together is we say visualize an ocean liner going across the sea, and the captain would be like the conscious area of the mind. He's up in the helm of the ship barking out signals to the crew, which would be the subconscious. They're down in the hold of the ship below the water level, can't even see where the ship is going. He says, full speed ahead, port starboard, 10 degrees north, whatever. And the crew says, aye, aye, sir. And they carry out the orders precisely, not minding if they run the ship into the rocks, hit another vessel, or get it safely to its destination. So once we become more aware of the power of our subconscious, and it works 24-7, then we can properly provide the data input to get the improved results that we want in any areas of our life. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's really, really, really phenomenal. And then that leads us into the process of using affirmations to properly program the subconscious to help us achieve uh, the goals that we want. And we, we go into in-depth detail uh, of the affirmations and how to use them. A lot of people say, oh, yeah, I've tried affirmations. They just don't work for me. Well, we, we want to give them the three-step step procedure of how to use them effectively. And it's, uh, you know, once I learned this stuff, I just couldn't believe it. I was doing pretty good already, but, gee, to have this new toolkit was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's truly amazing the power that the subconscious mind has. I read a number of books, uh, metaphysical books many years ago, which talked about which is a distinction between subconscious and subjective, or something much deeper, a much deeper level of mind, which goes back to knowledge that going back thousands, if not longer, thousands, thousands of years ago, British groups knew about there's a much greater power inside all of us. There's some thoughts in the subconscious mind, there's kind of a deeper level, like a computer system where we program things in. And yes, it works deductively. Once you tell it to do certain things, it will do it without question, and a very, just like a syllogism which, of course, uh, I've been pointing out in the book. I think Craig read a job of that. And it works the documentary to make things happen, manifest whether really good, bad, or indifferent. Most folks don't realize that and don't really do mindfulness where they're aware of what they're thinking. So they think more random thoughts or reactive thoughts to the world around them or the internal processes. And they get stuck on certain fixations. One thing we found out we'll get to later on is in psychology we have a thing called personality disorders. There's some different types. A lot of folks get stuck into those fields of fixation of false beliefs and the underlying emotions which hold them in place. But in any case, the power that we have over ourselves and the world around us is enormous, and most folks don't realize that and go through life basically chasing after illusions, fears, anxieties, and so forth, and we're to break that up and reprogram ourselves on a daily basis, a continuing basis. It's much like what Paul said, 
thousand years ago about the constant renewing of our minds. If we mind what we're thinking and feeling, so we constantly recreate that, so we're not creating negatives, rather positives for ourselves and people around us. How do you feel about all that? Well, uh, I, you're absolutely correct. And, uh, you know, I, I think that people that, a lot of people I've met in, in speaking engagement say that they've tried affirmations. They said, but, you know, affirmations just don't work for me. Well, that's an affirmation. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, what are you doing? So, well, I make a statement, and, and then, you know, that's it. I said, well, there's three steps to the affirmation process. You make a statement that's a fact or belief in the first person, present tense, as though it has already been achieved. So if somebody wants to lose weight, you know, they don't, I mean, to use the statement, I'm not overweight, I'm not overweight, well, what are you emphasizing? They're overweight. What's the goal? And I remember at one time I had, uh, I guess, maybe eaten a little too much food, but I'd gone up to about 225 pounds, and my physician kindly said, you know, Jim, you're so energetic, it'd really be healthy for you if you lost 25 pounds. And I said, you're right, I will. <clears throat> so I developed the affirmation, I look good and feel good, first person, present tense. I look good and feel good at 200 pounds. Now this doesn't give me an excuse to move my bed next to the refrigerator. But stage two is what a lot of people miss, phase two. And then you create a picture or an image of what you would be like or whatever it would be like when that was achieved. And so I say the statement, first person, present tense, I look good and feel good at 200 pounds. Then the second phase is I would visualize myself coming into my office in my new suit, weighing only 200 pounds, and my employee saying, Jim, you look so great since you've lost all that weight. Now, the truth of the matter, I might only be 223 at that point. I'm on my way down. But I visualize the end result. And then the third step is how you feel. And you energize and inject that feeling into your system of how great it is to look good and feel good, in this case, at a certain weight. And, uh, it, and that's what John Boyle taught in his seminar. And we would have people come back through our seminars that had been there previously. <clears throat> we affectionately called them retreads. But they were so great to have in a class because they would share with the other attendees whose it was first time to learn this material the results that they had had in their lives. And it's just so great to hear these incredible success stories. And so I think that's an important, important part of the book is to really, really get clear on understanding the power of the subconscious. And then, as you know yourself, the third area of the mind is really the supra, not super, but supra-conscious, which means beyond consciousness. And that's where we can access uh, information anywhere in the universe. And uh, I can talk about that if you'd like, but I 
I don't want to dominate the conversation here. So, no, no, not at all. Not at all. It's fascinating stuff. Yeah, it's really uh, intriguing what you're saying before that we express certain statements to ourselves, self-talk, which are personal, present tense, and positive. We look at the end results we want to make manifest. We've made it manifest now. It's not future tense, not past tense. It's in the immediate. We also visualize the idea of what we want to become, sense of losing weight, idealize your perfect image and so forth. And as you speak it forth to give yourself positive reinforcement, you do that also in a very powerful way because the spoken word has a very commanding influence upon ourselves and world around us as well. So combining those three, I think, is very, very powerful. It's really well thought out. Outstanding. Okay. I think it's a great way you did that. And we're going to come back in a few minutes after commercials and talk more about that process and perhaps some more examples of how we combine those various powers of the mind, bring it from the conscious level, tap it into the subconscious level, and reach into yet higher levels to make things manifest in this world, which are absolutely incredible. Folks, today we're here with Dr. Ryan Dalrymple on Mind Shock, talking to a really great author, fascinating man, Jim Jensen, a lot of research, great success in the business world, who developed or whatnot, his own businesses and stuck to Britannica and other organizations, and then learned some other principles which took him to yet higher levels and more insight about how to use these principles in a very effective, powerful way to make them manifest. And he's been doing executive training since then, and I'm sure has influenced many people around the world to understand these ideas, and I'll share them with others. So we're going to come back in a few minutes of commercials. and Dr. Ron Dalrymple with Mind Shock. Hang on, we'll be right back. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind, one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity, things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything, and once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. ASMC, the premier German company that supplies everything for adventure, from outdoor clothes to outdoor gear, even backpacks. Lots of quality and lots of specials. To start your adventure, go to HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ASMC. Paradise Found 2015 is a film that sparks of intrigue about the discovery of quantum field psychology. Throw in a sexy spy story, a conflict between father and son against the backdrop of NASA, and interspersed with World War II flashback combat scenes, and you'll be surprised to discover the foundation of a whole new theory of mind. Rent or buy Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com and prepare for the explosive conclusion. That's Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com. Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, build muscle, or just live healthy, Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. A complete mind development course, The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, helps you develop your concentration, memory, imagination, and more, all to help you program your mind towards success. But it's not a boring read. You are taken on a journey with a young man who is trying to start his own business and immerses himself into a journey of self-discovery. A powerful book that you can read again and again. Get The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple at Amazon.com. The Inner Manager at Amazon.com.
Remember, positive impact. www.healthylife.net. Back with Mind Shock. You're talking to a fascinating guest, Jim Jensen, with a fascinating book. Explain the power of your subconscious mind. Really intriguing. I read the book. It's really tremendous. Jim, how are you doing? Welcome back. Well, thank you. I'm doing great. Thank you very much for being here. And picking up on our prior conversation, I wanted to ask you to give us some more examples, please, of how you use these techniques to teach other people to go out and really create great things in the world. You mentioned you had a business example in mind. Well, uh, as I said before our break, that there are three areas of the mind, the conscious, the subconscious, and then the supraconscious. And I'd like to share with the audience uh, the incredible power of the third area, the supraconscious. This is where we get all of our pure creativity. Uh, 90% of our problems <clears throat> or the questions that we work on are, are solved between a dialogue between the conscious and the subconscious area of the mind, and it's finding the data that we need to get the correct answer for what we're working on. And But what happens when we get to that point? You say, you know, I've been working on this thing. We just haven't got this figured out. What are we going to do? That's when we say, well, look, let's turn this over to the superconscious. And there's five steps in using the supraconscious or in finding creative solutions to problems. First, we identify a particular problem that we're working on or something. Uh, two, what are the possible solutions for this? Three, we try to solve it consciously. As I said, 80 to 90% of the time we do that. But when we find ourselves not getting what we're looking for, step four is we turn it over to the supraconscious. And we state very clearly to the superconscious, please uh, provide me with the correct information and data, and then we state the problem or whatever uh, very clearly. And then step five, very important, is we get busy doing something else, and we don't take the problem back. And I can remember one particular time in Portland in the furniture rental business, we we, we were stumbling over something. We couldn't get what we wanted as the correct solution. And on a Friday afternoon, I brought uh, four of our top uh, sales executives into my office, along with our corporate uh, assistant in those days, who could take some minutes of what we were doing. She was a lovely lady from England, and, and uh, I said, okay, look, team, we've been working on this enough. You know, we haven't come up with, we know there's a better solution, and I'd like us all to turn this over to the supraconscious, and we'll meet Monday morning in my office at 10, and we'll get the information we've been seeking. So everybody committed to that. And the information we don't, where we get, we trust the superconscious. We get busy doing something else, go play golf, go for a walk, but don't take the problem back. We regrouped at 10 o'clock Monday morning, and I said, okay, who's got the perfect solution to this problem we've been working on? And little Kathy Hornsby, our corporate assistant, 
said, Jim, may I make a comment? And I said, well, yeah, Kathy, go ahead. She says, well, you know, I was working in the garden over the weekend, and I don't know why this idea came to me, but I thought, is there any reason we couldn't do? And she goes, number one, two, three, four, five. And all the marketing geniuses in the room, you know, including what was supposed to be me, our mouths dropped, our eyes got as big as saucers. We said, that's it. That's the perfect solution, you know. We usually say something like, why didn't I think about that? But we, we go into detail uh, on how to use the superconscious in the book, and it is a very, very powerful tool. And, yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, it really is. But, yeah, I think it's really a fascinating thing. Uh, I found that when I was first studying math and physics, way back when I was 17 years old, I started working at NASA in the student program, and because I was in deep concentration all the time, I was accessing these higher levels of thought. So many ways to access that higher mind begun by kind of committing it forth by, like, like you said, it's a great way to give it the ideas to it and to let it manifest later, don't interfere with it, kind of let go of it for a while. But by deep concentration also, you access those levels. It's really fascinating because that also quiets the conscious mind and allows much higher ideas to come to you. Some folks used to use that word, Nikolai Tesla, who go into deep concentration for long periods of time. He said he could visualize the inventions he was creating clearly in his mind's eye. He let his motors run, for example, for two or three months in his mind's eye to observe the friction upon the component parts. And then once he figured out how to remove the friction and whatnot and make them more efficient, he built them in the physical world and make them work perfectly. Another person who could do that was Mozart, who would go into a deep state of concentration or reverie where he'd hear in his mind's ear the spheres of the universe, the music of the spheres, it's known as, and to write down every note, note perfect for a symphony. Just think of all the instruments in a symphony. So make it write out every single note without trial and error, note perfect for an entire symphony orchestra. It's really amazing to be able to do that. And many folks who had history have found that by deep concentration, these ideas come to you. But you're having a way to train people to do that. I think it's most important. But what are some more examples to give us perhaps about how that, how that worked and results you saw from that? Well, um, it's funny you should mention Mozart because he has referred, he did refer to himself, so I'm really not a composer, but I hear inner music in my ear. You know, first mm -hmm. I'll hear like the brass, the brass section, and when I hear that, I just, mm -hmm. I just write it down. You know, maybe the next day I hear the string section. Oh, then I write that down, and then the percussion, and, uh, and he says when it all comes together, it's a perfect score. And, yeah. and a lot of people try to debunk that, but, Robert Louis Stevenson used to uh, give instructions. He didn't know the term necessarily the superconscious, but when he would go to bed at night, he'd say, okay, uh, when I wake up in the morning, uh, I, I want the next chapter of the book. And he'd wake up, he'd take his pad and pencil or pen, and his hand would just start moving very fast, and this information would come out, and there would be the complete next chapter. And people used to think this was just all, you know, makeup stuff that uh, was just not true. But it was very, very true. And uh, I've used, I'll tell you an example uh, that every listener has had, probably, I'm sure, regarding the supraconscious. Uh, let's say that uh, I'm going to go on a trip and have a very early morning flight. And I normally get up at 6, but tomorrow morning I've got to get up at 4 a.m. 
and I may not go to bed earlier. I might go to bed later. I'm doing last-minute packing and whatever. And so then I set my alarm to ring at 4, and then I call Ron, that I'm traveling with Ron. Would you please call me at 4 o'clock in the morning? I want to make sure I don't oversleep. And as we're going, so we say, God, i got to wake up at 4. And boom, we're sound asleep. The room is dark, and we wake up with a start. And the room is still dark, and we lean over to look at the alarm clock at that precise minute, literally. The minute hand is moving from 3.59 to 4. The alarm goes off. The telephone rings. But who really woke us up? The supra-conscious. And people, again, this information, I haven't seen this taught in schools about the supra, the third area of the mind. I mean, I'm sure that it is uh, somewhere, but we go into detail on that in the book, and I encourage the readers to learn as much as they can about the supra-conscious. Because like when you say to yourself, you know, God, I don't know, I just can't remember names. Hey, boss, we got it. We'll take care of it. We'll make sure you don't. <laughs> and so our, our self-talk is incredibly, incredibly important. And uh, I would like to share with the audience... Uh, because we're kind of on this subject a little bit. Uh, okay. Well, I, I'd like to talk about enlightenment when we come back, ah. if we could. Okay. That's one of my favorite topics. I love that. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jim, we'll, we'll get definitely to that. Yes, the uh, accessing the superconscious mind or supraconscious, however we look at that, is something which is very, very powerful. I've done it for years myself by writing books or very screenplays and say, okay, give me your next chapter, next piece, whatever. I'll wake up at 3 or 4 in the morning, hit the computer, and just rolls out or the next morning, whatever. Or you can say, wake up at, you know, say, 4 a.m., and you wake up a minute before because the inner mind can do all that. It knows all that. Of course, the conscious mind could not know. How could the conscious mind know that? So we have all kinds of power abilities we've just started to begin to understand and to research and learn more about. Enlightenment is, of course, one of the greatest topics out there. There's a lot on that that's been said over the years, but not nearly enough and too little understood. Okay, folks, you're here today on Mind Shock. Dr. Ron Dalrymple, I have a great guest, Jim Jensen. He's written a tremendous book. He's been a power of your subconscious mind with a lot of fascinating insights and ideas built into it. So please pick that up, folks. Be sure to read that. We'll come back in a few minutes. We've got some purposes coming up. We'll be back with Jim Jensen on Mind Shock. Dr. Ron Dalrymple, folks, stay with us. Be right back. Here's a fun, stimulating program that can teach you how to develop your own powers of creation. It uses the three-part mind, stimulating approach to get you to develop your own creative thinking. It will help you create a powerful self-image and helps you see how you can take creative action. You'll develop your thinking power and your skills, and you can do this in eight days. Get Dr. Ron Dalrymple's book, Eight Days to Creative Power, on Amazon.com. Overcome your problems with this step-by-step guide. So get Eight Days to Creative Power on Amazon.com. Get high-quality glasses, sunglasses, and prescription lenses at eyeglasses.com. Choose from over 250,000 items and 400 brands. Already have frames? Get replacement lenses. It's easy. Go to our advertiser page and click eyeglasses.com. A complete mind development course, The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, helps you develop your concentration, memory, imagination, and more, all to help you program your mind towards success. But it's not a boring read. You are taken on a journey with a young man who is trying to start his own business and immerses himself into a journey of self-discovery. 
a powerful book that you can read again and again. Get The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple at Amazon.com. The Inner Manager at Amazon.com. Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, build muscle, or just live healthy, Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind, one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity, things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything, and once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. Well, folks, welcome back. Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Mind Shock. We've got a great guest. Jim Jensen is an expert on many things. He did very well in the business world, like Peter Tanka and other areas. Uh, did very, very well managing people. He learned some tremendous secrets from a seminar he went to, and since he's written books and trained people, done a lot of great work. We're coming back now to talk about a topic Jim just brought up before the break about enlightenment. Jim, please, please go on with that, please. It's a fascinating topic. Well, it's an interesting subject, and I haven't seen many classes in school uh, that are labeled uh, learning <laughs> to... Master Enlightenment. Right. Lao Tzu, a sure. uh, famous Chinese philosopher, says, in the pursuit of knowledge, something is added every day. In the pursuit of enlightenment, something is dropped every day. So if you think about this, we come into the world as a totally empty vessel and don't have a thought or idea about anything. And through loving and well-intended parents, as we are young, they say, gee, Ron, you're really good at this. You know, you're, you're just like your brother. He was never good at math either. And all that data input goes into our memory bank, into the subconscious, and causes us to behave consistent, consistent with the data input. We came in as a totally empty vessel. But I'll tell you, by the time we... You know, get through high school, you know, I'm really good at this. I've never been good at this. And then, again, those are instructions to the subconscious, and our behavior continues to follow exactly uh, the way we define it by the conscious area of the mind. And in the last chapter of the book, uh, I, I call this conclusion, expanding on enlightenment, and we visualize a tell the reader to visualize a tugboat going across a big area of water pulling a big barge of garbage and all the energy this tugboat is expending trying to pull this barge of garbage well in that particular example all we would have to do is just cut the line between the barge and the tugboat and it would free that tugboat up of all the energy it was using to pull this barge of garbage, and it moves effortlessly through the water. So what, you know, what 
garbage or what data input are we still packing along that could, could have been in there for 10, 20, 30, 40 years that no longer serves us well? And let's just get rid of it. Let's just drop it. So we relanguage things, and we used to we use the word "I used to" uh, not have a good memory for names, but boy, my memory every day gets better and better. And you know where it's really good it is in remembering names. So we reprogram the subconscious with the data that's relevant to how we want to live today. So the growth really becomes a process of subtraction, of taking away from the things that are interfering with our ability to perform the way that we say we want to perform. And it's, it sounds like a great oversimplification. And the readers can say, oh, come on, it can't be that simple. Well, it is. Uh, we, we don't make it simple. We make it difficult. Because we keep talking over and over and over about how we've always not been good at this or not been good at that. Now, by the way, we talk over and over about how good we are and in certain areas, and we continue to perform that way. <clears throat> so we know this works, but when we catch ourselves, if we really want to make a significant change and, and what we call moving toward more enlightenment, uh, we want to start using the terms we, when we catch ourselves. I used to, wait on time out, time out. I used to, you know, not have a good memory for names. But you know what? My memory it just every day gets better and better, and it's really getting better in remembering names. And now that subconscious, who's our servo mechanism working 24 hour, 24 seven on our behalf, says, "Hey, boss, we got it. We'll make sure we we make that change. Yeah, we'll get it going. Okay." So this sounds like such a great oversimplification, but, Ron, you know yourself, because this is your field of study in so much of what you do, uh, that, that this is so powerful. And still, in most of our elementary schools and high schools, it, it, the information is not generally taught in our schools today. And that's my right. biggest challenge is to figure out a way to get this into the educational system and I'm intending to get involved with the University of Washington, where I live in Seattle, and make introductions of this content uh, to our university there. I think that's great. I think it's a wonderful objective to have. You know, it's definitely true that a big part of trying to increase our conscious frequency, as some folks talked about, I talked last time about Oscar Rand was talking about that, it's a matter of increasing the frequency of consciousness, which we talk about also in our book, Quantum Field Psychology discusses the whole idea that the mind is an energy field and there are many body-motion fixations which kind of set the constellation each person has, so the constellation of energy and perception we create ourselves to a large extent based on our experience. And as you were just talking about, a lot of the fixations, the body-motion fixations, the long beliefs held in place by negative emotions we acquire in childhood, and it often takes folks their entire lives or at least many, many years or decades to overcome that and to release, to dissolve these fixations. We had to focus on positive thoughts instead, even to visualize ourselves as much greater than we thought we were and can achieve great things in life. We have to shift our very way of thinking. So I like your idea to say, well, I used to have this pro these problems, but now I'm moving to a higher, higher state, moving to a different state of mind. Now I can do these things. My memory's improving. I can do these things better. I'm quicker at math. I learn things more quickly and so forth. I'm in better shape. We feel that subconscious mind gets programmed and runs the system in the superconscious or supraconscious, as you call it. Of course, it's always there waiting for us. 
one concept we talked about is downloading from the superconscious mind into the conscious mind, you know, lining the two up so that we bypass those illusions. And that happens in a lot more energy flows through us on a continuing basis. So we're able to improve our health tremendously and, of course, achieve great things in life. How do you feel about all that? Yeah, that's correct. Well, well summarized. Yeah. The idea of frequency is really kind of taken over also because, of course, you know from Einstein that all, uh, all matter is just energy fixated in various forms of frequencies and various constellations of molecules and so forth locked together to create specific forms. Resonant energy, which is held in place. So anyway, so a lot more coming, folks, in the future on this. Uh, I'm sure from Jim Jensen, our great guest today, and more research here at uh, in our work on downloadable films and so forth. But anyway, Jim, we'd like to give you a moment now to please summarize where folks can find your books and also learn more about you and your seminars and that type of thing. So please go ahead. Well, thank you, Ron, so much. Uh, what an honor to be on your program. Thank you. And I would say to your audience, uh, if you want to uh, learn more about what we're talking about today or more about the content in my book, I invite you to go to my website, which is just my name, C, the initial C, James Jensen, J-E-N-S-E-N, all lowercase, cjamesjensen.com. In fact, you'll find one of the links in my website uh, is interviews. And with Ron's permission, we'll have this program and the recording of this program uh, as one of the interviews where you can go in and have a refresher on what you've heard today, uh, plus many other wonderful people that uh, are attracted to this field of study. So, again, cjamesjensen.com, and you are all just fantastic people, and when you take advantage of some of these additional tools, that may not have previously been introduced to you in your life, you will be so thrilled with the results. And not just what you uh, achieve in your own personal goals and objectives, but in parenting, teaching, coaching, personal health, all areas, relationships in your life uh, get enhanced. And I always tell an audience I'm going to be very boastful about the content I'm going to share with you today, but don't confuse that with my being boastful about me because I didn't create it. I learned and continue to learn from the masters who have been so incredibly creative in creating all of this information. That's tremendous, Jim. Thank, thank you very much, Jim. It's been great having you on the show. We can send all our listeners to, of course, your website to check out those great works. Folks, the another set today with Jim Jensen. It's great work. It's a fascinating book. Please check him out. Jim, thanks so much for being here. It's been a real honor having you here. Well, thank you so much, Ron. It was my privilege and Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay. Thank, thank you so much. Take care and God bless. Paradise Found 2015 is a film that sparks of intrigue about the discovery of quantum field psychology. Throwing a sexy spy story, a conflict between father and son against the backdrop of NASA, and interspersed with World War II flashback combat scenes, and you'll be surprised to discover the foundation of a whole new theory of mind. Rent or buy, 
Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com and prepare for the explosive conclusion. That's Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com. If you want USA and worldwide car rentals, choose rentacar.com. Free cancellations on most bookings, no hidden charges. They are trusted by over 4 million customers. Visit our advertiser page and click on the Rent-A-Car banner. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind, one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity, things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything, and once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. This is Jack Maher from the band Feed the Kitty. It's important to support the artists you love, and you can do that and get something authentic for yourself. Rock.com has the most coveted, licensed merchandise of music, culture, and entertainment. So go to the advertiser page and click on rock.com now. Quantum Field Psychology, second edition, is an astounding book on the new theory of mind. It is the first unified field theory that incorporates the influence of the mind and emotion on physical reality, the universe, and even other minds. It actually integrates all modern psychology with quantum physics, mathematics, Western, and Eastern spiritual beliefs. It's the true bridge between science and spirituality. Get your copy of Quantum Field Psychology, second edition, by Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Amazon.com. Radio your way. HealthyLife.net. Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Mind Shock. Just talking to our great guest, Jim Denson, who wrote a tremendous book, Expand the Power of Your Subconscious Mind, which I highly recommend. It's based on an earlier work by Dr. Murphy, Dr. Joseph Murphy, who published the book originally in 1963. He passed away in 1981. He had a fascinating life. He's from Ireland, came to the U.S. eventually. First, he was a pharmacist. He began studying eventually these kinds of concepts. He became a psychologist out in L.A., and has used his work for years in divine science and so forth. You'll find his book very interesting. It's one of the classic books on mind science, on how to tap into the mind. He studied various metaphysical programs around the world. You see a lot of information there is very familiar. Some techniques he talks about. I suspect he also works with some other schools. There's other schools which teach some of the exact techniques or perhaps also himself. But what happens is information is kind of traded from group to group. It's powerful, powerful information about how to tap in from your conscious mind into your subconscious mind and program to do amazing things. Like Jim Jensen was saying, you can program yourself to wake up at a certain time in the morning. You can program a new chapter you're writing in a book. You can program to meet perhaps some really wonderful person in your life. You can program yourself much greater success for great success to be attracted to you in terms of real estate or a new job or whatever it might be, or move across the country or to a different country. If you can put forth in your mind these ideas, which then taps into a higher mind, what I call the superconscious mind, Jim calls, calls the supraconscious, that's fine, super terms. The idea that there's a higher mind, a higher wisdom that's inside all of us. We talked about four and various programs. We'll have a seed consciousness inside us, which taps into a much higher state, which is always there. What must change is our awareness of it, where a conscious mind then is aware of that higher conscious mind and begins to command that forth. When we're part of that, that is inside us, that's who we really are. That's our true nature, that higher conscious self. 
we are that entity. Once you get rid of all the garbage Jim was talking about, get rid of all the fixations, all the fear solutions, I can't do this, I'm no good at that, it always happens to me, just my luck, all the baloney we tell ourselves. One study done years ago found that 95% folks tell themselves negative thoughts all day long because we're trained and programmed to do that. So we're constantly creating ourselves what? Losing things, missing things, right? Failure. Not achieving what we want. We have certain desires. We keep sabotaging ourselves. We're shooting ourselves in the foot. We're not getting there because we're doing it to ourselves. We want to shift all that, change our state of consciousness to a much more positive one. We talked about a super positive state of mind. You learn how to dwell upon concepts in your life and those around you in a super positive way. Now, if somebody insults you, for example, you simply relax, you let go. You don't take it personally. You don't attack them back. You simply release it, let go of it. You don't want to internalize that negative energy that exists inside them. You internalize it within you, it starts to control you. You start to believe those thoughts and feelings. You want revenge, you want to get back, whatever. It's a total waste of energy in the wrong direction to go in. It's best to release it, let go, move on, and keep your mind in a much higher place. So we keep our thoughts super positive at all times as best we can. And also create our emotions to be super positive. So we try to feel love, harmony, joy as best we can towards all people at all times. Now, folks, that is not easy. That takes some serious work, as you know. You take a drive out in traffic down here in South Florida, you can lose that state of mind in a microsecond, right? So it takes some work. We put ourselves back in that state. That's where mindfulness comes in. We talked about it, I guess, about mindfulness. To stay into that inner state of mind where you're aware of what you're thinking and feeling so you don't go into those negative areas. And then our job is to go through and resolve and release and dissolve all the old fixations of the past to stop blocking that link up from the higher superconscious mind into the conscious mind, which is or the ego mind, which is really a fascinating thing. Certain folks in history, we're trying to talk about enlightenment gym, certain folks in history, the various avatars, we believe did that, they're able to open up their conscious mind into a much higher state of mind, allowing tremendous powers and abilities to flow into them so they can achieve great things in life, to create tremendous things. If you read the works of Shakespeare, which many sources say were written actually by Sir Francis Bacon, we'll have more shows with that in the future, but Bacon was able to tap into what he referred to as his a higher mind, the angels talking to him, a higher state of consciousness coming down into his level, giving him these ideas, this language, the perceptions, understanding of psychology, which he had learned from the, uh, the various courts of England and so forth in dealing with parts of the world. So he was raised in a place where he wasn't told, but he's another example of a person who tapped into the higher mind. Other avatars through history, we know they started various world religions. You know, what happens is various world religions will get off on their own trips because the ego gets into it, driven into power trips. They go off in disparate directions. So the key is keep returning back to that higher state. So we have to be aware of what we're thinking, feeling, and doing to constantly recreate who we are. And that's what we've been working on with our books and our works. Of course, one of our the books is Eight Days of Creative Power, about how to tap your creative powers. Another is The Inner Manager, which is a short course on how to awaken your various powerful functions in the mind. The next one is I Love You, God. Again, about focusing upon higher mind concepts. Once you realize that power is inside us, you start to command that forth, it starts to awaken those ideas and feelings and insights and creativity inside us. The next book, then, of course, is Quantum Field Psychology, written more for scientists, physicists, engineers, which gives a theoretical background for this whole approach where we link up science with spirit. This is the first true bridge theory between science and spirituality. It also is a theory of everything because it is a complete paradigm shift, linking up all together the different fields of psychology with Eastern and Western philosophies, math and physics, especially topology, calculus, showing how these all fit together in a whole new paradigm. So this, of course, upsets a lot of folks in the world of mental health. They don't want to hear it because it upsets their prior beliefs. Often upsets folks in various religions and whatnot, again, feel contradicted. What we're saying is this theory has the ability to link up 
all these different groups of the world into an understanding we are all one people. It makes perfect sense scientifically and spiritually. We're all one people tied to each other and tied to higher forces and higher sources. So, folks, all these things link up beautifully. They all make perfect sense. So please check out those books and also check out our film, our documentary, called The Endless Question, which is free on Amazon Prime, which is about, we've interviewed a bunch of folks about the concepts of quantum psychology, make it simple and whatnot, you should understand. We also talk about perils of Nikolai Tesla and his work and his various powers. A film that preceded that is called Paradise Found 2015, which is more of an experimental film about how quantum psychology was discovered. But the point is that we all have these great powers inside us, the ulcerated talents within. We'll have within us these incredible abilities which we can awaken and bring into the world to help solve this world's problems. We've all got to start working on this right now. There's no time left to put this off. We must do it now because the world is in chaos. The world is very troubled right now. We can all see it around the world. There's tremendous chaos which we must resolve all as one people. We must come together by connecting on these ideas because we're all part of each other. We're all part of a higher power. The folks, it's toward those purposes we dedicate these works. And we love all these guests on the show. We thank all these wonderful people for being here. There's so much to contribute for their insights, their ideas, and their work to share with us and share with you. So, folks, please stick with us. Come back next week. Hear more about Mind Shock. Dr. Ron Dalrymple signing off for now. Talk to you then. Take care. Bye-bye and God bless.